0: Welcome back to Space and Time Alignment, where all folks in this room are in their own time zone to realign space and time itself to bring you the Captain's Quadrant. I am Captain Dove, and with me this week are our beloved guests, Admiral Annie and Last Servant Jason. I figured out you would one-up yourself from the bingo championship, and somehow you did.
1: Well, unreasonable expectations have been placed on me every week now, and I'm sure that I will buckle under the strain just any minute.
0: Yes, yes. And with me is always my co-host, my man at the helm, science
2: officer Jason. Hello, hello, everyone. Like, I got lots of things to say, but the most important thing to say is, look where our servant is staying. Yes. I let me look, at look at that bathroom. <laughs> We've let- got to give him the floor,
0: don't we? Yes, bathroom? absolutely. We're gonna Let's
2: give him the floor and let him explain where he is right now.
0: Yeah, I've been left alone. Finally, the show is
1: mine. <laughs> okay, so I'm in the itty bitty end in North Bend, Oregon, and this is the Star Trek room. It has screen accurate Star Trek props, and yes. They do work somewhat. We've got phasers. We have tribbles. We have communicators. Uh, We have got hand-painted murals on the wall. We've got a space-themed bed. And in true Star Trek fashion, the restroom does not exist. I've been holding it for three days. But... The room, as I'm told by Rick who runs this place, has several uh, Easter eggs hidden across it. And thus far I found a couple, but this is my favorite. So you've got the communications panel right here. Of course, it lights up just as you would expect it to, but it's just a decoration. Until you find a button hidden on this panel, you press it,
2: Red alert, Captain, red alert.
1: Red alert, red alert, red alert. Uh, wow. I've also been told that this is uh, this is the only red shirt to ever survive an episode, even though he does get killed later on in the episode. But there are just, there's so much in here that I I, I don't even know where to start. Like, there's so much I want to show, but I don't want to monopolize the entire show either.
2: No, uh, no, but that's, that's,
0: amazing. that's so cool. And I love that you can hear that that space, yeah you know,
1: yeah every then i'll
2: hear it you know oh wow <laughs> such a treat just waking up have, is this your first night staying there you've already stayed there at night
1: i stayed here last night and uh i just turned off all the morning. light yeah <laughs> i turned off all the lights and i just had the bridge noise going and this little nebula light that you see going and it was just it was so strangely relaxing there is one thing i did forget to show though um Anytime that there's trouble you can go to red alert.
3: Oh, <gasps> oh my gosh, that's oh, so cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, the that. the Itty Bitty the Itty Bitty Inn in North Bend, Oregon, I highly recommend coming to visit this place. It's outstanding.
0: And tell us about the special guest that stayed in the room before you.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um inside the uh Inside the drawer, one of the Easter eggs is a captain's log that can be signed by people who uh, have stayed here. And one of the people who stayed here was the lovely and talented Marina Sirtis, Counselor Deanna Troy. So Mm. So I'm sleeping in Counselor Troy's bed.
2: Nice.
0: You've made it.
1: (laughs) I have so many questions
2: (laughs) I could ask about that, but I'm saying nothing. (laughs) That would probably be best. You also got these
1: things.
4: Oh that's oh cool. yes, yeah. nice. You yeah. cool. may have
1: you may have noticed by now that our mannerisms are different.
2: <laughs> 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 oh that's so good. That's so good. Well I got it. Oh and they, they got the it looks like
1: <laughs> it looks like I have friends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, yeah like um I'd be going to get a truck or something and uh, I yeah, I can say this come in another country and steal absolutely everything you can.
1: Damn it, Jim. <laughs> this is a podcast, not a
0: coupon.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think
2: Captain, we should move on to first contact, shouldn't let we? Let us move on
0: to first contact.
2: That- Oh, that's the wrong one. I have a new one, so... Huh. Sorry, bad tech. I'm just so throwing on. I'm sorry, Captain,
1: I pulled out the wrong one.
2: Here we go. These <laughs> are the new bumpers this week. Wow. See that's- if you can pick the running theme in this week. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm disappointed in the lack of a farting sound. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Instead of shooting and then... Brr, yeah. you know? um, well, that was a great way to kick it off because this was a heavy episode. It did not start out as such, but as we predicted, last time Jason and I, that this was going to be something heavy as the title was Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach. And boy, did that deliver on its moniker. Mm-hmm. I have to say this surprised me. I didn't expect the ending. I'm not going to get into it right away in the beginning, but... Uh, It was a lot of fun to see the classic uh, grappling hooks being launched from the alien ship to the getaway car. Um, I thought that was a nice little nod to Enterprise, and Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the spending time outside into space, so to speak, with the Enterprise and another ship, because that's something that um, we didn't get too much of in the last episode, because... It was more focused on the inner workings of Spock. But to always see the Enterprise in action is fantastic. Admiral Annie, what did you think overall of the episode?
4: Ooh, uh, I honestly, I wasn't, I know that we've talked, we have our little group chat that we get to. um, And I know I said originally, I don't know if I can talk about this one because it Mm. genuinely, I think because the ending was so unexpected, at least for me, it really disturbed me in a way that I feel like not a lot of Star Trek episodes have. Um, There are just several moments that they just really got to me emotionally. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to kind of like keep it together to to, to talk about it. So um, I feel like as time went on, I did a rewatch this afternoon before the show. um, And I, I was a little less disturbed, but, um, gee what an intense episode and this is definitely one of the darker episodes of Star Trek kind of generally but certainly for Strange New Worlds we've been kind of skipping through the meadows uh, so Mm -hmm. as it was uh, with Strange New Worlds and you know we hit a rock or hit a (laughs) tree with this one so
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, last servant Jason your thoughts
1: (laughs) I actually uh, just a few minutes before we started this uh, recorded my my thoughts <laughs> on TikTok, and I had to do two different videos because I felt so strongly about the events in this particular story. And I'm going to say now what I said then, without hyperbole and with complete conviction. This is the best episode of Star Trek since the days of Deep Space Nine.
0: Oh wow, that is
1: a boss absolutely. Thing. This is an episode that was thought provoking. It was deep it was very daring. And it was an episode that pointed at our society at the end and said, this is you. Mm. And I thought that that was, it, it, it almost disgusted me like, oh, really? Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I think this was, this is the best star Trek in over 20 years. If not more.
0: (laughs) Wow. Um,
2: of course, Science Officer Jason, please. Yeah, you know, the the, the for me, the good tell of a, like an amazing film or a, a bit of media that you watch is it just stays with you afterwards. And that's what I'd say about this episode. It really did hit me where I wouldn't expect it was going to hit me. And it stayed with me the following day. I kept thinking about it. I kept mm-hmm. thinking about the, the way the writers wrote a piece of, entertainment that was so, like Jason said, thought-provoking, so challenging to your own morals, and even the, the main tenets of Star Trek itself, you know, I mean, I think I put in the group chat, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Uh, not really in this case, they're not thinking like that, are they? It's like, mm. you know, they're yeah. just thinking. Cons- I mean, society that is completely, really at its core, is driven <laughs> by selfishness. And it is a yeah. mirror up to us. It is saying like we are very similar in, in some of the way we approach things, you know? It's to me, you know what's haunted me the most, though, is the look on that poor kid's face and the camera's like over the top and he kind of looks up and just that sheer terror as those wires yeah. are coming in and then yeah. just the snap and I thought to myself you know, that and the scene where he sees the other dead kid yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking, yeah. and I'm like, like yeah. you know, I mean just nuts but yeah, a lot of this episode really at the end of the day. I mean, I was I didn't see it coming, I you know, it seemed like a fairly it reminded me of some next gen episodes about, you know, um small kids being leaders. We've seen that before. So I thought it was kind of going along a certain path, but what I loved too was the interaction between Mbenga and his daughter. And, his, and yeah. his father. Yes, and and that whole kind of thing, which we'll kind yeah. of get into. But yeah, yeah. yeah I, All I'm right. kind of struck. Yeah.
0: Mm. Let us go into the episode summary. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lloyd at his best. So good. His, his most powerful performance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Last servant is like, whoa, uh, wait a minute. Totally what symbiosis.
3: is
0: wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> We're killing well, kids all day there's, long At this least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh The episode summary, a threat to an idyllic planet reunites Captain Pike with the lost love of his life. To protect her and a scientific holy child from a conspiracy, Pike offers to help and is forced to face unresolved feelings of his past. Let me tell you, they. I don't know if you still got that hub piece, but that that happened this week. Captain Pike, uh, you know, he really went in, and when I say went in, he... <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, Johnny Bravo. I didn't that think hair. I'd be
2: using that clip. This <laughs> yeah, day. I, I really know. But, but <laughs> Captain
0: Pike said, "Hey, <laughs> he, he brought us back to the Kirk era." And I'm time. deleting That's right. that clip. Actually, he sure did.
2: <laughs> you know? I'm getting rid of that clip because I'm going to be too tempted. Yeah, 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 There we go.
0: Um let us jump into immediately pros and cons.
2: Pros and cons. The needs of the many. Outweigh. The needs of the few. Oh, the
0: one. Yeah. Oh man. you pulling out all the strings this week. Um, yeah,
2: all the hard strings.
0: <laughs> uh I gotta say. The pro of this episode, the biggest pro by far is the unsuspecting end resolution oh, yeah. of this episode. I thought it was handled so brilliantly. And that, <laughs> uh, as last servant had Jason had mentioned, to us that inward reflection pointing that they did this mm. week, showing us how barbaric we can be and, and off of our rockers, so to speak. I got to say that the acting of the two children, the Last servant and Mbenga's daughter was stellar. They were so good together, (laughs) and it threw me for a loop because yes, we got Mbenga right off the bat, and I thought for sure, okay, I was Jason, uh, Last Servant, Jason, and I were right. It's going to be all about Mbenga. They're going to get her out (laughs) of here. And then they were, you know, the 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 Last Servant's father was showing about the implants that they had in the kid to help him uh, with some genetic defects, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect because Mbenga can. Uh, do some engineering feats that is not uh, capable for another 100 years, for sure he can figure out these implants and cure his daughter. We're good. We're going to get his daughter out. and Yeah! and How
2: classy was he, by the way, in the way he was approaching it? Because as a father, I think I'd be a bit more desperate about asking questions yeah. about the cure. It was the way Mbenga was going, like, if I had this scenario, what could you yeah, do? Yeah, like, i that friend, dude and
4: going, uh, but it's be the it. cure. Hypothetically, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So I have this friend, right? And he's got this illness. Yeah, he's really yeah, specific yeah. to this. So <laughs> anywhere you could help me out. To get... uh, the other thing I got to say, a huge pro that I don't know many people caught, but the designs for the alien's clothing and the whole uh, tier of the servants mm. and the guards and Pike's lost love and the boy... Mm. I thought was just stellar. It, it, it really felt like I was in a strange new world, so to speak. And it, it really was a highlight for me, believe it or not. I, I pay attention to those things, and I feel like the details that they put into that, that whole species and every thread on the clothing were just stellar. And my uh, only con this week, if I had to nitpick and bring forth a con... Would have to be um, the hair. The, the The Pike Peak is getting out of control. Uh, <laughs> we're getting higher really? and higher. Yeah, it, that. it was super it looks so high. good. <laughs> super high this week. That is
1: growing. not a con. I was just every time yeah. that showed up. I'm just watching it like this. Let's look wow. at it again.
2: <laughs> I get <laughs> in hair Come on <laughs> I was like, Is it hot? Is Gosh this- that's just gorgeous So if you are Conan O'Brien you'd be Ringing your lawyer wouldn't you Yeah yeah there's
0: <laughs> definitely Conan O'Brien's here But salt and pepper uh, Let us go uh, Admiral Annie please Your pros and cons
4: Pros I feel like this was Just masterful Science fiction mm. Just excellent writing I feel like it's the hallmark of a good writer and a great cast when you walk away and you can't stop thinking about that episode. And that, I definitely felt that this week. Um, it did, I, I know I posted this article in the group chat, um, but the episode was kind of based off of a science fiction story from the 70s, kind of um, similar premise. A child is responsible for... Uh, the uh, continuation of a society and its success and the comforts of um, its citizens and constituents um, I think that I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a con necessarily but um, I do feel like we are so used to seeing bad things happen to the crew that I think that's another reason why the the um, the ending what happens to the first servant was so jarring we're not used to seeing like awful things happen to children we're not used to seeing awful things happen to the aliens right the enterprise crew always steps up and in the last second they save them you know and i thought for sure pike was going to just you know almost deus ex machina right that that writing mechanism where they yeah. just in and and he saves mm. the day but then that didn't, didn't happen, happen. Mm-hmm. yeah so, I, I mean, I don't think that was a pro. I just, it was very unexpected. I don't think there really were any cons to this episode, honestly. I don't really have anything anything negative to say about it other than just the, I mean, I guess maybe at risk of sounding like a millennial or like a, a very sensitive person, um, I, I do wish there was some way that they could warn us that there would be like violence toward a child. I guess, or, you know, um, um mm,
0: was it really violence or but, so much as well, an ascension? I,
4: yeah. I, I do know. It, it leads
0: I, up to your terp- interpretation. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we don't know what's happening in his mind. I just like, mm. like uh science officer, Jason said that moment where you see just the fear in his eyes, that, that really mm. disturbed me. Um and so, you know, some kind of indication that that was happening or whatever. But at the same time, you know,
0: it would have like, taken the, sh- the shock. It, away. Would have,
4: it would have taken it away. So yeah, I mean, and you,
0: I don't think it would have lingered as long as you got it a warning.
4: Yeah, that's very true.
0: Yeah, because that yep. lingered for me. I don't even have kids. And it was like, ooh.
4: same. Yeah.
0: I'm thinking about yeah. my puppy. I'm like, my
4: puppy. Oh.
0: <laughs> uh, science officer, Jason
2: yeah look uh certainly there's so many pros you know i mean really it's just you know i think we we all agree this is one of the greatest episodes of star trek in a in a good couple of decades um just because of it hits all the classic markers of not only great star trek but great science fiction um yeah i mean look i think also why hit especially with me a lot is because because Jason and Annie, you've just mentioned about the child, you know, sacrifice. But uh, as as Jason said, it's a mirror. So we, as a the human race, have known to sacrifices for thousands of years before we got you know to a modern civilization. So it's not an unusual thing in the history of our own you know species itself. So, but to uh, yeah, it it works because of the excellent writing. The fact that they don't do the reveal until it's absolutely necessary, um, and you talked about uh, the, the the ex machina uh, like concept. They did that. They they did a nice kind of illusion with that, though, because we saw Pike giving it his all. Punched you know, mm-hmm. punched a couple of dudes and we're getting, okay, this is classic Star Trek. <laughs> He's yeah. going to save the day. And, and, <laughs> What's great? No, he doesn't. He gets knocked out big yeah.
0: time. You know? Yeah, like for sure um, I thought that they were going to, he was going to save like, the day. I
2: can't remember this character's name. I'm sure one of you will be able to remind me. But it's her coldness that really got to me. Yeah, too. yeah. Right at the end. Like when the love, she Pikes was love like, interest, yeah. Love but it wasn't interest. like force Allara. cold. It was like Alara. Alara, yeah. this is the way it is. This is just the way we do things. Like, are you judging us? Like, how dare you? She's almost offended at Pike's right. like uh problem with it. You know, yeah. so yeah, another a couple of the beast stories, a couple of really great uh, pros, I think. And I'm cheating here because I've got access to images. Uh, <laughs> love this scene here. The yes, Spock and the see, look at the
0: look at the boots. It's like they look like they could be Yeezys, but at the same yeah. time, <laughs> like, they really <laughs> spent time coming up with it. But I love the
2: shit. interplay. I love how Spock, you can see the joy in his face when he hears this little kid. Um, Talk about how much he knows around science, you know, from a from a Vulcan perspective, he's delighted to see someone yeah. who can almost match his intellect. Yeah, it's,
1: I, I, I did, really
2: love that as well.
1: I did like how they kind of subvert the expectation that, you know, characters like Spock and Data have to be awkward with children. I like the fact that Spock is good with kids. I really? I appreciate yeah. that, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He's, he's the... always impressed with intellect. And yeah. I love that. Thus,
0: let's bring our last servant. Jason, to his pros and cons.
2: Oh
1: goodness, I'm, I'm just gonna do my con first. Um, where's Hemmer? No, oh, good. Catch. I want Hemmer. He's it's two episodes now, and he hasn't been here. I'm worried about Hemmer.
3: you yeah, buddy. Uh,
1: like they oh, they man. gave us a taste of Hemmer, and then they took him away, and I don't. Uh, it's it's so frustrating. Um, the rest of the episode is all pros. I mean, it's just. It's just incredible, and I, I want to just build on something that Jason said about how and I forgot her name Alura Alira um, Alara, thank you. About how Alara was cold whenever Pike was questioning her about how could you let a child suffer for your for your civilization. Well, have you ever heard anybody respond to a fact that you know most iPhones are made by slave labor? What do they yeah. say? Well, it's just how it is. I can't do anything about it. It's just how it is. You know, and I'm I'm equally guilty. I'm talking on one right now, but it's yeah. just wait, the way wait, it is. Hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. My iPhone is made by a little kid.
1: Well, not necessarily <laughs> a kid, but by but, by you know like de facto slave labor. labor.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awful. I
1: yeah, didn't know. it's it's uh um, like I said, it's the theme. It's pointing right at us, saying, yeah, our society may be good, but it's also built on the suffering of others.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: So I mean, like I said, it was a very very sobering concept and I think it yeah. took a lot of bravery to, to really take on the whole of society because they're not just talking about American society they're talking about every every yeah. society yeah. on earth society. you know yeah. everybody just about everybody <laughs> who's watching this episode is, is guilty of being a Lara. I mean that's that's what I think is, is just amazing about this episode uh, I looked up the kid's name earlier and I've completely forgot about it but the the kid who played the first servant I think he w- did a fantastic job. Of making himself intelligent. And yet at the same time. Not annoying. Not, yes. not like oh boy. <laughs> I can't wait until they inject lasers into his face. And shut him up.
3: Uh, <laughs> he, was,
1: he was genuinely a character. That I cared about. From the very beginning. And I think that that just did nothing. But make the ending even more. Impactful. Yes, um, yeah. It was great for Mbenga to remember. He's got a daughter stuck in the transporter. I thought that that was very nice of him. Uh, those <laughs> scenes, those scenes were good. And I do, I, I spoke a little bit about um, uh, um, characters not behaving in quite the way that you would expect them to in the, in the cliched manner. I thought that the scene where um, the first servant took Mbinga's daughter out of the transporter to kind of entertain her, I was expecting yeah. a big blow up there, but he comes in and he's, he's, I want to say he's, he's not mad. He's just disappointed like hey, this was this was very nice of you, but this doesn't need to happen, okay, don't tell anybody she's here, uh, but yeah, I mean I it feel just... like
4: he was concern,
1: yeah, yes, you know, yeah for
4: the health of his daughter like her energy levels, or you know that he would he would be like overtaxing her with his play, yes, but, but I, think I like I was happy to see that she was having fun,
1: yeah, <laughs> and I like how this I like how this show is kind of detouring around what lesser writers would use to make fake drama yeah and they're just focusing on what's important because i think that if mbinga had blown up there or it, it just would have been a distraction from the story and, and I, I, also I, like, th- I like yeah
2: yeah i also think with mbinga as well we kind of made an assumption about him as audience members because most of us rubbed up against the concept of him keeping his daughter in there So them writing that he becomes slightly villainous or he's reacting inevitably would have just played into our initial gut instincts because we were upset about that. And that's just smart writing that they didn't do that. That Yeah. yeah.
0: And did it repeat the um, open question? Did did anyone else think that uh, when the young brilliant boy got her out of there, that he would kind of figure out a way to cure her? I wanted it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. So glad they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do have one additional observation though, and that is of <laughs> course the fact that the uh the boy's biological father gives him Benga the, the roadmap to a cure at the end.
3: Yeah.
1: Um that also comes from the suffering of a child. <laughs> yeah. Because where did they get the information from?
2: Exactly. Right.
1: Yeah. So it's it's exactly. this is not just an episode that just is it like a one and done. This has implications, it's gonna haunt them for a while, and I like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Let, let us move on to ten forward. Oh. Bring on
1: okay. I <laughs> You know, anytime anytime somebody talks about Shatner being a bad actor, I point to that scene and say, You watch that and tell me that's a bad actor. That's Shatner at uh, his that's... best right there. Yeah.
2: He's yeah. absolutely just angst like it's just you could feel it through the core of his body he was yeah. cutting the words out it's such a powerful thing
0: yeah. yeah and for those that say only the even episodes uh even films in the star trek world oh. are good they don't. they, no, know, they 3 never was really spectacular. star I mean, trek three that was perfect. so good yeah so,
2: yeah you know, there are things that i could pick out of what people say are their favorites i could pick out elements that i didn't like you know um yeah Same so as star wars fans you know yeah Oh, we hate the prequels, hate the prequels. We now love the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Hate the new stuff in 10 years from yeah.
0: We love the new stuff, hate the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. We hate the new stuff. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Admiral Annie, please, uh, just didn't, this is our open forum for all things. Yeah. About yeah. All things Star Trek. Year. Yes, go
4: for <laughs> it. I, oh, man, I just, I, I don't know, I have so many thoughts about this episode. It was so thought-provoking, and I, I think initially my thoughts, you know, like I said, I found them very disturbing because of just the implications of the episode and the intensity of the end of it, but um, I loved, like, the little light-hearted moments that they found, like Mbenga's daughter playing like hopscotch with the noble yeah. gases. I thought that was so cute, and then um, like, well, I feel like there was a lot of whimsy around First Servant, um he's obviously extremely gifted he's been given like every opportunity to succeed and learn but I guess that's another reason why his death felt so tragic like you see so much hope in this child and like so much of a future and then it just kind of you know it it, it ended so quickly but I would hope that I mean, I don't, I don't fully understand. I think they kind of left it vague on purpose, perhaps. Um, but the the way that um, they were going into the mind, I wonder if those collective consciousness of like consciousnesses
3: oh. of the children
4: are somehow kept so that the people could, you know, interact almost like Katra, where like the Vulcans keep the Katras in like a, a certain area or whatever, um, where you could potentially interact with them. I feel like. I don't know. He was just like a little glowing presence, and uh, I think that's why I felt so sad when when he died, or you know, was accessed when he ascended. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to costuming, how beautiful was Alara's headpiece that she's wearing in that ascension scene? I just thought that was breathtaking. Like all of their beautiful costumes, all of the the dresses, like deep red. Um, I don't know if that color had specific significance on Majalis, but I just thought that was so beautiful, um, and really enjoyed the costuming this week.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely, and it threw me on on, on such a uh, panel because. Uh, welcome back, science officer. <laughs> because the
2: galactic interference
0: yeah the the thing that got me the most was i did not expect especially when they had the big party when he came back to the planet and he was rescued so to speak from the, the zealots i thought for sure that his phase into the planet itself was to be a, a, their leader and he was going to be built up as to replace uh pike's love interest lara yeah. so that's what I thought it was going at. I thought he was going to be like the king type of setup when he was going to be, right. you know, like uh, young King Tut. Young King yeah. Tut had all the information. He was a young leader, but he led with a firm grip and, and a vast reach. So for them to throw the skewers, no, 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 it's our human sacrifice because the planet needs it right. to, to survive and that everybody else lives was just like, oh, wow, that's dark. Who wrote right. this? And this is where Akita Goldsmith is is pulling his uh, his award winning writing out. Oh yeah!
2: Because it just it hit. Also, every now and the then. writer of Batman and Robin.
0: Right, right. We're not talking about Batman and Robin. He didn't do the Batman and Robin. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, Chill.
3: <laughs>
1: What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> <ice laughs> Was I the only one sitting in the theater going, "No, it didn't." <laughs>
3: Yeah, right.
0: Comment, right? I
3: thought you were a doctor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the planet. Um, so uh, the article that you sent us, Annie, mentioned the the right the science fiction story from 1973, the ones who walk away from Amalis and that was written by Ursula K. Le Guin, uh, mm-hmm. and Le Guin, and um. It was really a riveting writing story. So, if they, yeah. if they pulled from that, I can see why this is so um, stellar. I'm going to go with uh, Last Servant Jason before the uh, Tribbles take over his nice little stay there. <laughs> he's got two already now. So, I, I, I where did, guess. Should, the, where did this come from? <laughs> so, I. No, no. Bad. I think you should get your point out now for your uh, 10 forward.
1: Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, I noticed. Uh, I very rarely watch episodes twice because I, I I just don't have that kind of time. But I was I was on vacation and I thought you know what the first time I watched this uh, for some reason the stream wasn't working very well so it would play for five minutes and then it would freeze and then it would play for five minutes and then freeze so I thought you know what I'm going to watch this from beginning to end just to you know make sure I didn't miss anything and I noticed this time watching it knowing what I knew how recontextualized the entire episode was. And it was almost like watching a completely different story this time, Mm -hmm. because, you know, knowing that the, that the father is trying to save the kid and knowing that the, 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 um, colonists off on that offshoot colony, were trying to save the kid and knowing that Alara, Alira, Alura, thank you. (laughs) Knowing that Alara, um, was always intending for him to go into this machine was just, it, it just changes the entire episode. And I think that's another strength of um, lift us where suffering cannot reach is that it's like watching one episode, but you watch it watching it twice. is like two different episodes, seeing it from a completely different point of view. And I think that that's a hallmark of extremely strong writing. Uh, I'm also going to say how much I'm loving Uhura. Yeah, I, I, she is just she just she knows that she's good, but it's not irritating. It's just right. basically like, here's what you asked for. And yeah. yeah, I just I killed it. Yes, I know. And then that's the, that's <laughs> that's it. And, <laughs> so you did the bare minimum? No, I also <laughs> did this, this, this and this. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that was that was fun yeah
1: if they're gonna bring back the f word for star trek i think ohro needs to say it to somebody that's what i think it's (laughs) it's been it's been seven eight years i think that somebody's owed an f word yeah (laughs)
0: yeah certain people deserve it too yes yeah science officer
2: (laughs) yeah look um You know, I was just thinking, as as Jason was talking there, you know what the other thing that makes it really heartbreaking that episode is the fact they had the kid, they found him, and they handed it to him. Yeah. Like, when you think about that, they find him. He's in that little capsule, and they literally hand it back, which is crazy. The other big thing is really about the show as general. I mean, this show is written like, it's a season four of a really good show, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, like the writers mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Everyone's yeah. hitting their strides. It seems almost effortless. Um, it's such a testament to... They, I, I think there must have been years of planning before they actually... Yeah. Is it years of planning? it just or... feels like... I don't know. I mean, this is so different than anything else I'm seeing on television at the moment in regards to, like, the scripts are so well written and so tight. They must, there must be seven, eight drafts of each script going through before they're locking these down. It's, it's or, too or, well written. Or do you think that the,
0: the things they learned from the pros and cons, so to speak, of Discovery mm. and
2: Picard have come into play here? Yeah. I mean, they should be. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. They really need to be learning <laughs> from that, those shows. I think they did. The mistakes. I think That's why this is so yeah. good. Now, have, but you, this have is you six oh. home runs in a row? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, where's the weak episode at this point? Uh, I keep
1: expecting a clunker every week and every week it just seems like it gets better. Yeah.
0: Imagine that's the cliffhanger's the clunker.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Can you
0: imagine? I
1: I think the writers kidnapped a kid and plugged it into a machine and that's how they're (laughs) making all of the episodes. I don't know. Oh, my
0: goodness. That's
1: why Wesley's not in season three of Picard.
0: Oh, <laughs> they sacrificed him.
2: There mm. yeah. Shut up, Will. <laughs> you know, that, by the way, that scene, I know this is ten Forge. We can talk anything Star Trek. I really cringed through that scene with him with the Traveler. Hey, I watched it again recently. And I thought, Will, you were such a talented young man, but you're really forcing that speech. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Will Wheaton, I love you, but that was a cringy scene. Mm. I
1: got the feeling that they kind of shoved that in at the last minute. After all of the negative feedback about Will not being in the third season of Picard, yeah. I think that they shoved that in there just and it's, to negate it. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and he's a talented actor. It's not like oh, I reason. love Will Wheaton. I, I just feel awesome. like it's, it, it was not rehearsed. Yeah, mm. I think you're right, Jason. See, he's been handed <laughs> a bit of paper five minutes before and go. All right, stand on that mark, say <laughs> this, go.
0: Yeah, yeah, like we, we went to this park where it's open air, so you don't have to worry about COVID <laughs> protocol. So just <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I could totally yeah. see that. But totally. it, but
2: see, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, you have a show like this, and then everything else you become almost a little bit critical about because the bar is so much higher than the other content that they're currently producing.
4: And I love mm. Lower
2: Decks. I love Flight Prodigy. Um, Not a massive. I like elements of discovery, and you know, I liked the car, but mm-hmm. yeah, they look like pieces of shit compared to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Before we get into our future
0: speculations, I just want to tap on something that you had mentioned regarding Wesley Crusher, yeah. and the fact that they released a tidbit of some news this week, Ooh. and that news, get ready. Yeah. is that they wrapped up filming Picard season three. The original cast members Ooh. from the next generation are all headed home. Okay. Yay,
2: they all survived through it. They
0: all survived, yes. <laughs> and and the writers and everyone has said that this is basically going to be the proper send-off that Nemesis failed to give the next generation cast. Mm. I'd As be very we, careful
2: saying things like that, honestly. Yeah. Right yeah, now they've
0: yeah. the
4: bar so high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But and also in, in that same vein, we have heard. Uh, I, I watched the long uh, hour, some hour, just like our last episode uh, of Ready Room, and Alex Kirschman said, "the the main showrunner, the producer behind it all, that there is a plan to interweave some of the shows. So Ooh. that is going to be interesting."
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. It could be good. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. You, you know, I mean, yeah, Marvel and 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 Star Wars and all that. Everything's got to be connected and.
0: Like, well, I mean, well, it, it hasn't it
2: it is always connected. been that way, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always been true, connected. but you know, even I mean, the great we- Star Trek shows in the mm-hmm. 90s and 80s, when they did do crossovers, it felt very much. And look who's walked in through the door, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I must Literally, say, the first time they yeah. did it, still one of the best scenes in Star Trek is when Bacard and Cisco meet, yep. and, uh, yeah, and so yeah, Cisco. Just the utter disgust he has for Picard. In that yeah, song. magic. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic, fantastic. Mm.
0: Let us. I to-
1: I loved every time that the Star Trek cast met each other, even if it was forced. Uh, I just loved did- it. We had, I'm sorry, Star Trek Cinematic Universe was around decades before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, through that. Generations
0: through. alone. Yeah. Or, yep. or, yeah, generations. Yeah. The, yeah. the
1: day that DeFort, no, not even that. The day that Michael Dorn ended up on the set of Star Trek 6,
2: six Yes. Right there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The yeah, ancestor. What true. is he, great grandfather or something? I believe isn't it his I relation? Think so. Isn't it? Yeah, oh, I guess.
1: I guess DeForest did end up on TNG before uh, that happened. So yeah, it would be yeah, whenever DeForest true. showed up. Because
2: yeah, what was that was a counter fire point he was on, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that would have been before it was, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah that absolutely. was the first episode. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. All
1: right. Shared cinematic universe confirmed.
0: All yeah, right. <laughs> Let us go to ten forward. Burn to death in the fire. Well, really keeping them the, the yeah, theme I kept it dark. Wow, you man. really, really,
2: really. <laughs> one of the, one of the most powerful scenes, and and you're going to talk about powerful scenes that in Generation. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. from
0: I mean, Patrick Stewart's a fantastic actor through so and through, and he could yeah. he could read the phone book and I'd be entertained, I'm sure, but. Um, <laughs> That scene in Generations is what really stuck out more than the ship blowing out. Because him describing what happened to his family it was just like, oh, yeah. "Oh my
3: God, what?" Got wrenching.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and having have met his brother earlier on in in the Next Generation series, knowing that now he's dead, yeah. also was just
2: just hurt, painful. Yeah. yeah, it is. But, I'm uh, really changing the bumpers next week, big time. Yeah, these were dark. <laughs> we're gonna go back to happy. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. next week's gotta be a happy episode. I really my should my have had addiction. a coffee this morning. Yeah, so yeah.
2: next them.
4: week will be a, a brighter, happier episode. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. called blind date,
1: I believe, right?
4: Blind date.
1: Blind date is, I think, the episode title. Oh,
4: really?
2: I can actually yeah. confirm that. Can I confirm that? I should have the window <laughs> open. And I don't Do you clear. doubt I don't know. me? Uh, <laughs> He yeah, is the, the <laughs> I don't know what is the because I I usually have it up. What is the episode called for next week? If it's Blind Date, I'm like awesome. We're getting Kim Basinger back and Bruce Willis,
0: or maybe it's oh, that was a up. deep cut.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> and John Larroquette, if you remember, so wow, Larricette. yeah, John, oh, what's that? he doing? These yeah, days? oh,
1: malt from Star Trek Three, Cinematic Universe confirmed. <laughs> oh,
2: look at that. <laughs> You got it. Uh, have I found the all this to find a title just to prove that he's right? No, <laughs> it, in fact, it is called the serene squall. Again, Ooh. the serene squall. Oh, I think he's pulling out his other phone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
2: that's according to Wikipedia. I could can... agree
1: to disagree.
2: Okay, let's have a look. <laughs> I'm going to Would share my screen here. Would be going on to like
4: IMDb? Maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't trust IMDb ever. You don't? <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, I've got it as the Serene Squall. So, but there you well, go. doesn't matter.
1: Wonder where yeah. I got Blind Date from.
2: I don't know, but I like huh. it. I'd be down him.
4: for that too. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. 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 But hey, you know, you kind of mentioned it. it's been a Star Trek is not afraid of. Uh, the sexy, are they like they a couple of times you know? now? Like again, like Pike got some this week, yeah, yeah. Spark last year to be the before. crazy X, yeah. but you know, yeah, he made that Literally,
3: mistake, yeah, back you never go back X. to the
0: crazy X, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, aside from the fact that you mentioned that this is going to be a happier episode, Admiral Annie, what are your future speculations?
4: I speculate that we are going to see Mbenga begin to experiment with a cure for his daughter.
0: Mm.
3: I think
4: that will be something that's present. Maybe not this next episode, but like the one after, if not the next one, but we've seen this as kind of like a running theme now that that is one of the core issues that they're dealing with this season. Um, And I would like to see him make progress on that. I think that would be really cool. Mm. Okay. Uh,
0: Last servant, Jason.
1: Oh goodness. Well, I don't know anything about the next episode. All I can say is I want him or, <laughs> yep. I want Hemmer yes, to. <laughs> I want Hemmer for more than just five minutes in an episode. I want to see an entire episode about Hemmer. I want to know everything about Hemmer, and I want I want the episode to be nothing but Hemmer. I want the episode to be titled Hemmer, Star Trek Hemmer. <laughs> the episode's <laughs> called Hemmer. And if anybody else shows up in the episode, or just kind of puts his hand on their face and shoves them
2: back out of screen, saying, "No, my time. my turn, time. <laughs> my, yeah, turn.
0: Yeah. This is my episode."
2: Yes. Yeah, you know it's coming though. You know there's going to have to be a uh, episode.
1: Even um, though yeah. she's been in every episode, I want to see more personal stuff about Ortiz because Ortiz is yeah. just such yeah. a fun character. But is it Ortiz, Ortiz or she's, Ortiz. She's, Ortegas. I'm sorry. Ortegas. Yes. Yeah, look. There um, she is. There she is. <laughs> yep. There. there she is. I, yeah. Which she I love Ortegas.
2: I oh, <laughs> want to get on Ortegas. <laughs> Who?
0: Annie or Ortegas? Both. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. But I wouldn't she, want to she's, go on either of them bad side. No, not at all. <laughs> she's,
0: she's
1: been in every episode, but she's been more like uh, the way Uhura was in the old series, where all she ever did yeah. was turn around and go, Yes, Captain. And then she turns around and goes back and Occasionally has a smart remark. I, I want to see more about her. I want to see him or actually show up for an episode. That's what I want. It's not about predictions, but there you go.
0: So I've got to ask my American friends, but you guys are on the West Coast. So I'm assuming this doesn't happen to you, but do you know what a squall is?
4: It's a big storm.
0: Yeah, it's a very fast moving storm. We, oh. get them, yeah. we get them as snow. We get snow squalls. That's what we're called mm-hmm. here in Jersey. I thought that that's what
1: people in Maine called squirrels.
0: yeah look at that squall look at that squall (laughs) my squall right across the parlor um i'm from rhode island by birth so (laughs) like like 20 minutes from boston um yeah so i'm assuming this has some type to something to do with a burst of something and it's going to rock our world, and it's going to be pretty dope because they've not let us down so far, and I don't think That's next right. week is going to be, especially we're rounding up the episodes towards the end since it's only 10. So no. being that it's seven, there would be only three. Therefore, they've got to really knock them out of the park. So it's going to be very
2: interesting. Science officer Jason, tell us. what's your favorite? Yeah, it's really hard to do these future speculations. I'm, I'm thinking right now, we need to dump this segment. because. <laughs> If anything, this week's show showed us that we really know nothing about the direction they're going. But, uh, and that makes Jason it so I, amazing. Last time Jason and I were close, man. We were, we were close this week, right? Yeah. We, were, we were close. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were close. We no, no, I mean, this way, this way.
0: No, 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 this way, this way, this yeah. way.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, I have no idea. The Serene Squall sounds like they're conflicting words, aren't they? Serene yeah. being peaceful yeah. and Squall being. So if okay, you read into yeah. that, there's, you know. Somebody's gonna go through something where they've got an internal conflict or an external conflict. Either way, I just think it's I just can't wait for the next episode because I have really no idea. Yes, like Jason, I want to see Hammer, I wanna see that, I want to see more on these these, these second-tier characters. And I like, oh god, that's awful when I say that out loud. But you know what I mean. Not the main yeah. players. Wanna see more of kind of digging into there. Um, I, don't, I don't want to see these issues. Yeah,
1: I don't want to see these second-tier characters end up like Discovery second-tier characters who are just basically just set dressing. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. By the
2: well, way, the other future speculation is they'll continue to keep the integrity of the Enterprise, and this is what really bothers me about Discovery. Every time they're hit in Discovery, fire shoots out of a panel on the bridge. And,
0: and rocks. And rocks. It's a, it's a <laughs> standard. Like a rock. it,
2: it's it drives me insane. At least they will continue to restrain new worlds for them to do the classic rock. Yeah, yeah. When be they get hit by something, they've got a rock in their chair, and I'm happy with that. The, the <laughs> occasional stuntman man flying over and you know right flying over, flying over flying the rails. Rails
3: or something. People <laughs> like that.
2: Or, or if we get Klingons, they can use the
0: same Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine fire. Klingon, as they used for continuous loops all the way up until Voyager. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, the only thing I really hope to see is some more of the ships in the Federation. Um, we've only seen really the Enterprise. Let's. What else is out here? Um, is there a Reliant at this point yet? Are we? Do we have yeah. um, some Vulcan ships out there? Let's yeah. let's let's yeah. go into the I universe. Just-
2: I don't know if you'll get that this season. I think that's the season two, season three expansion of the universe. Mm. I really think season one is all about the Enterprise and all about the characters that are in there. And I'd be shocked if they start going super expansive at this point.
0: But if they're going to join universes, they're going to have to start building that somehow. Oh, yeah.
2: It's absolutely a necessity moving forward along the series. But, yeah, Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: Well... That wraps up this quandary of the captain's quadrant. We had such a great time. I appreciate you both as always last servant, Jason and Admiral Annie, you bring such wonders and delights to the captain's quadrant. I am grateful for you both science officer, Jason, as my number one here in the captain's quadrant. It is always wonderful to have these moments with you. This is my best thing that I got going for me every Saturday night. I look forward to this. You guys have no idea. And we have some special guests that we're hoping to have in the future. And once we do, we will let you know.
3: Yeah.
0: So as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And thank you for downloading this episode of Captain's Quadrant. Be sure to check out us on our socials. You can follow us on Twitter at Spectrum underscore Sanctorum as same as um, Instagram. You can also follow me at to dot com on Twitter or you can find us on Instagram at it's to be seen and I appreciate you so much. Uh last servant Jason, I will have you plug your uh socials because you have that wondrous to watch on TikTok. So go ahead. <laughs> yes and then we sign Tick- off.
1: TikTok at Jason Roy Gaston. That's where you can find pretty much everything.
2: Must watch, guys. Yeah. If you're watching the show, watch. you have to follow his TikTok. It is yeah. uh, one of the highlights.
4: Yeah, I am right. on Are TikTok. You? I'm at Vulcan Diver, uh, but I haven't really started anything yet. So maybe in the future.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, and, and I'm one of those creeps who's not really posting anything at the moment. It's too busy. So I'm just watching people. Nice. Creepily <laughs> watching people. All
4: right. Let's go. All right.